Amen. Why do we do that? Because we have studied, we have learned that there is something about our confession that moves the hand of God. A lot of people don't understand you have to pray. You have to pray. Remember, we've, we've talked, one of the greatest examples of that is uh, Elijah. When God said, hey, God spoke to Elijah, he said, listen, I want to bring the rain back. And he instructed Elijah to go and do some things. But Elijah had to pray in order to do, to, for, to get to happen what God wanted to happen. Yeah. Elijah had to pray. God said, I want to do this. But there still had to be prayer. If God just ain't going to automatically do it, what did he say? He said, uh, the, uh, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He said that, uh, that he's given the earth to men, though. It's his to give to us. And so uh, he don't come in and just uh, uh, run over us and, and, and treat us like puppets. He gives us a choice. Right? You want to work with God, you want to see something happen, you have to pray for it. Amen? Amen. This morning I want to talk about something that I think is very, very important. Uh, and this is something that the Lord showed me uh, at, a, at a, a time of praying. I'm always looking for answers. God showed me this and God showed me that. And he gave me this. And I think this, I know this is something that we all need to hear, that we all need to get in our system. And I have seen, and you probably have too, I've seen men and women of God, people that serve God, husbands, wives, uh these are the primary areas. Uh, business people also do things that uh, that have cost them uh, very dearly. And I always wonder why it is that that happened. You know, have, if you've ever been around anybody and you saw somebody been married for, you know, 25, 30 years, and then all of a sudden one of the two walk out on the marriage. You know, anybody ever know that to happen to somebody? Been married for a long time. And then somebody walk out, Right. I, I, we had some friends of ours that were that were senior citizens, and uh, I don't know how long they've been married, around 30 years or so, raised kids to older and all of that. And then uh, all of a sudden, the man, you know, uh, decides he, he wants to he wants to re- regress and be young again and buy sports cars and, and roll off. You know, uh, you've seen people who have served God for a number of years. And. Uh, they make some kind of mistake or something they've been doing for the last few years gets exposed. Right? And so then uh, the exposure of that causes a great crash in their life and in their ministry. You also can see a person who runs a business for a number of years and runs a business with great integrity. And then after a certain amount of time, that integrity fizzles out and they wind up getting themselves in trouble. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe legal trouble or lose the business or something like that. I always wondered, you know, I, first thing when I would hear something like that, I always shook my head. And I'm like, man, this is a terrible, a terrible thing, you know, for this to happen. It's a terrible thing for this to happen. And then, you know, I wonder why these things happen. But it's not a, a very difficult answer to the question. It is resistance. Everybody say resistance. Resistance. Right? Resistance. You understand the concept of resistance with a rubber band or something like that? You pull on it, it stretches back. That's, it's resistance in the rubber band. I want to read to you the, the definition of resistance or to resist. This is actually the definition of resistance. This is the refusal to accept or comply with something, the attempt to prevent something by action or argument. The refusal 
to accept or to comply with something, the attempt to prevent something by action or argument. So what do we need to resist? We need to resist the voice of the enemy that tries to tell you to make an ungodly move. Right? So let's, let's look at some examples. We're in a marriage, you're talking about a marriage of 30 years or so, something like that, and, and then it, it busts up or somebody takes off, you know. And, and I'm telling you, we've seen it. Everybody has seen it before, right? And, and, and a new person, like, I, I had a friend of mine, you know, him and his wife, they was in the ministry. And him and his wife, uh, it, it seemed like they was always involved, but then when I thought back, I'm like, he was involved. She wasn't involved, right? And so she up and left him, and, and, and within a week, after being gone, she moved in with some other guy, right? Now, these people in ministry, we active and this and that and the other. And, you know, she's all happy like she's happy. And this is my new man. It don't really matter that he was married, too, and he left his wife. And they both just, you know what I mean? Stuff like that happened. Every time you heard of something like that, you've seen that before. Yeah. yeah. So so, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, hey, you know, maybe I was in there the whole time. Right? And, and for a lot of us, if we tell the truth and shame the devil, you know, has anybody ever heard the, the term that you can't stop uh, the birds from flying over, but you can't stop them from nesting in your hair? Yeah. Right? So the truth be told, you know, your wife, my wife get on my nerves sometimes. I know y'all don't think that's possible because I'm such a great guy. You know? Uh, that, that didn't go over good with him, did it? No. Yeah. Well, let me flip that around. She, I get on her nerves sometimes. Is that better? Yeah. All right. So I get on her nerves sometimes. And, and the, the, the serious point I'm trying to make is, is that all couples, you might have thoughts that come through your head over a period of years. You, you have an argument or an issue that, um, uh, that's, that's very serious or important or critical with one or the other one. And over the years, you know, you get past it. Let me give you some simple things here. Most of the time when relationships bust up, it's not because of a super big thing. It's because of the frequency of a little thing, right? So this is a classic example. Men leave the underwear in the middle of the floor. Is that still a good example? Right? <laughs> Women get tired of, uh, and that's just a, a symbol of the man not cleaning up after himself, okay? Or the man not taking out the trash. Or the man not, you know, the man not doing something simple, right? And so, but what happens is, uh, that you resist for a long time, like, hey, you know, I can live with it, you know, pick up the drawers, you know what I mean, pick up the socks, I can live, I'll, you know, I'll do it, you know, I don't want to do it, but I'll do it, you know, and we just, you know what I mean, it's just, somebody know what I'm talking about, right, so I'll do it, I don't really want to do it, but I'm going to do it, right, and so what happens is, the Lord will make, give you peace, picking up the drawers, right, the Lord will give you peace, Right, so 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 you you resisting uh, animosity and anger and all these type of things from this something that continues to go on in the relationship. You resisting for a number of years. It's like you know, praise the Lord, did it again. You know, I still love them. You know, I'm gonna pick them up, but I still love them and they did it again though. Right, and so but uh, what happens later on down the line? You, there's a disconnect. When you get a disconnect from the Lord, your resistance gets low. You hear where I'm coming from? You get a, you may have a disconnect with, from God, then your resistance gets low. So all of a sudden, you start to think, shoot, this is 20 years I've been picking up these underwear. 20 years! Right? Now it was cool as long as you was worshiping while you was picking them up. But you get that disconnect from God, 
Right now it's frustration. So the, the, the Lord was the primary voice that you were hearing, and now you're hearing the voice of the co-worker. Right? The voice of the co-worker talking about how tired they are of their man. How tired they are of their woman. Right? And, and so, now they might not have never had the relationship with God that you had with your, with, with God pertaining to your spouse. Right? So they, they, you know, they might not have been in as long as you and they just frustrated and talking and this and that. Cause that's what people who don't have good spiritual training do. They frustrated and they talk and they speak negative things. Yeah. yeah. That's what they do. We understand that that's not the move for us. We're not to be worried about all this frustration. Listen, we, we're going to keep speaking positive. We're going to keep loving on the person and believing God for a miracle. That, that irritating habit is going to change and maybe today. Maybe today. Maybe today. Amen. So we'll keep trusting God that the habit is going to change. But, but it's simply this. The resistance gets low, right, in the marriage. You get disconnected from God. The resistance gets low. And something that they've been doing. So, so then, you know, you want to have a sit-down meeting. 35 years we've been married, and we sit down, and you say, listen, I need to talk to you. You got a different look on your face than I've never seen before, right? And you want to sit down and talk, and, you, and then you start with something like this. I'm tired. I'm tired. Well, you tired of what? I know you're tired. I mean, you told me that a million times before, right? You, you've been telling me you're tired. I know you're tired, but I'm going to do better, you know, praise God. You want me to get my daddy underwear on the floor again? I'll go get him right now. No, no, go ahead and sit down. Sit down, sit down. Because, see, I'm tired. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's a different one. That's a whole different I'm tired right now. Look, I, you know, we've been, we've been trying to go forward and trying to go forward. And, and there's certain things I've been looking over for years. You know, uh, uh, the money just ain't right. You know, you, you spend too much money over here on video games. And PlayStation and stuff like that. 30 years you've been playing PlayStation with your friend and spending up all this money on the PlayStation, you know. And, and, and so then, and, and you know, you never did pick up your underwear out of the floor. And, uh, you know, I try to get you to cook some food uh, uh, for me. You know, when I'm working late, you won't cook. I always got to cook. I always got to do the cleaning. And so then the man come back with, uh, and we've been rolling like this for 30 years. What's different today? You know what I mean? Well, the difference today is, my resistance is low. I, I, I don't want to resist anymore. Can you hear me? Yeah. I don't want to resist no more. So when I don't want to resist no more, what I do is I'm ready to pack it in. I'm ready to quit. What you mean we're going to quit? I've been doing this, like this, for 30 some years. You knew I was broke when you married me. This is not a, something new. You know, you... you, you, you you knew you bought dinner the first time we went on a date. I asked you out and you had to pay. <laughs> and I've been selling you the same speech that one day it's going to get better and you ain't never had a problem with this before. Basically, you knew what I was. You know what I am. I love you. We love each other. What changed? I'm tired. My resistance is low. Okay, let me fix this because you, some people are not having a problem. They say, well, you know, I'm, I'm talking about the person shouldn't have a problem with the other person. You're not having a problem with what I'm saying. Let me help you. Come on. I just described a marriage relationship. The Bible says our relationship with Jesus is a picture of, the marriage is a picture of our relationship to God. Yeah, okay? So listen, me and my wife have had, uh, uh, Times, heated times or whatever. We don't think we're going to make it or whatever. Not in the recent future, but 
in the past, we sit down and we talk about, hey, look here, well, you know, well, what you going to do? You, you leaving, I'm leaving, what, what, you know, this, that, and the other. Right? We tired. And so what has to happen is it's very difficult for somebody who loves God to get, two people who love God to get a divorce. It's hard. Right? Because no matter how bad she getting on my nerves, right? I, I can leave her, but I got to get past God to do it. Right? I got to get past the Lord to do it. And you, you're on my nerves real bad. You've been on my nerves for 30 some years, but you ain't violating none of the stuff that God says you got to violate before I can walk off. Right? Right now you're just on my nerves. Right? So in order for me to take off and she ain't violated, I, she, not, she hadn't broken any of godly rules, I got to go past God. I got to tell God, I don't care what you think, I'm leaving. Right? I'm leaving. I got to tell God, I got to pull a line with Richie. That's why I'm leaving. I'm leaving on Sunday morning. You know, I got to tell God, I'm leaving. I can't just tell her, I got to tell the Lord. I'm out of here. You understand where I'm coming from? Because it's not just about me and her, it's about the Lord. So in order for me to get away, I've got to get past God. So if I can, if I, if I don't have grounds to, to leave from her, biblical grounds to leave, and I go tell God, I don't care, I got to, Doc, am I, am I saying it right? I got to tell God, I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. I got to say that to God. I got to tell him I don't, I don't care. So, so the problem wasn't my marriage, Lenny, was it? What was the problem? It's my relationship with God. It's my relationship with God. Because if I walk off from her, when my resistance get low, Pastor Ben, I walk off from the Lord. And that's what happens. That's what happens. You hear these stories about these preachers and they have this, and you know, the preacher, I said, the people do it all the time. The preachers, you, you hear it scattered here, there, and the other because it's, it's not a whole bunch of like super big time preachers, but them the ones we hear about, you don't hear about, some of them you don't know, you don't hear about. But people falling off all the time. Right? So the, 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 we use the preacher for example though. So the preacher, uh, came into this thing. When I got saved, I got saved from sin. Right? And I had particular sins that I thoroughly enjoyed. Come on, be real. Right? Tell the truth, shame the devil. I got saved from, from some particular sin that I enjoyed. That, that were habits of mine. Right? So when I got saved and I came down to the altar, the Holy Spirit came out in the inside. I'm like, whoa, yeah, something's different. It's not, I didn't, ooh, damn, am I a sinner? I've never been a sinner. Oh, I don't know sin. I don't, I don't have temptation. I just don't have any trouble. I didn't, it wasn't like that. Right? When I got saved, I felt I had power to walk off from them, though. I was still conscious of them. Now I just got power. I feel you pulling on me, right? I feel you pulling on me, but I got power to walk away. Right? I feel you pulling, but I got power to walk off. And so, now, if I, if I, did, now, I, I, I did a message sometime back called The Beast in the Basement. Right? All of us got a beast in the basement. You say, I don't have a basement in my house. Listen, not a literal beast. This is, this is metaphoric. This is this figurative conversation, right? So, I, all of us got the beast in the basement. That means that thing that had, a, had us in a bear hood. Yeah. And, it, and it, in, in your spiritual basement, that joker is locked up down there in the cage. Yeah. 
And so what happens is, it's always calling you. Hey, hey, hey up there. Hey, can we get some water down here? Right? So it's calling you to come back and visit. And see, what it wants you to do is come back down the stairs into the basement, and it wants to start talking you into the stuff y'all used to do. But see, what you got to do is you got to starve it. When it starts calling for water, turn the heater up in there. Whatever it wants you to do the opposite. Because if you go down and you give it water, it'll talk you into giving it a biscuit. And after you give it a biscuit, it'll order a pizza on you. And after you give it pizza, before you know it, it's at the steakhouse. It's 100% back out the cage again. And you know what? What what was, listen, what was hidden from everybody else now is out in the public for everybody to see. Because you fed it. Listen, very hard to kill it. Some people say they killed it. Listen, I got stuff, I'm still trying, I'm kicking it in the head, it's still breathing. Right? Locked in the basement, I'm shooting at it and everything. Listen, we don't die, we multiply. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? So, 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 but the Holy Ghost gives you the strength to keep it under your feet. Right? But if you go down and you feed it, so what happens? You get in one of these situations where you, 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 what are you doing? You're resisting the whole time from letting the beast out. That's what you're doing, you resist. You're not feeding it. But when you get to a place where you decide you're not going to resist anymore, then the beast is coming up, got the remote control to your TV, Ryan, changing the channels. Right? You're thinking you're finna watch the Texans and the beast changing to the Cowboys. You started it. You started it. Right? Right? you thinking you're finna watch the Texans. Or you think you're finna watch the Cowboys and it changed it to the Texans. How about that, Lenny? How about that? All right? <laughs> so listen, it's in full control. So when your neighbors come over and to see you, they see your beast sitting on your couch. What is this? Anybody ever seen that? I got people uh, that, I, uh, that we grew up in church that were church leaders. Right? They were, they were church leaders and they taught men's group and they taught the women's group or, you know, in some cases it was pastors. And then I'm flipping through the Facebook and I see that not only are they not in church, but they wild out. But, huh? Have you ever seen that? Doc, you seen that? Not only, not only, it's not that you're not in church, you wild now. I'm like, what? Who? Nah. Yes! That's, is that? Oh my God! Because you stop resisting. Yeah, it's not, yeah, that ain't IBC root bill. You know what I mean? And that, 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 listen, that is, that's not a, what do they call it? A vapor thing that you got. Listen, you was in church and now you, because you stopped resisting. Listen, everybody else got stuff. Everybody got stuff. Everybody got a beast down in the basement. The difference between you and them is you quit resisting. You stop resisting. And that's, that's what happened. You watch a man that served God for 30 years and wonder why he ain't serving God. Not in the ministry, not serving God no more. I got a friend of mine, one of the greatest preachers I've ever seen in my life. Good friend of mine. Walked away from his, uh, his church and his ministry. And I don't even think he's acting like a, I know he ain't acting like a Christian no more. I don't know if he professes to be, uh, professes to be one. And it comes out. That he had, uh, w- uh, was sleeping with women in the church. Not women, women in the church. What happened? He didn't start, start out like that. It got to the point because he stopped resisting. 
That maybe that's the beast in his basement. Now with a lot of men, I talk to men all the time. That's an issue that men have, right? Because we're trained. Society trains us to be womanizers. Can, can I get an amen here, men? I'm the only one. I have no support, right? Society trains us to be womanizers. Right. And so uh, I'm telling you, like in my case, when I was in the uh, in the seventh grade, my stepdad, it was not really trying to uh, to affect me in this way. But he asked me, he said, so you don't have a girlfriend. I said, well, no, I don't, no girlfriend. I have no girlfriend. Right. Because I was playing basketball, playing football. I'm not really interested in that right now. Uh, and so it wasn't that I like other folks other than girls. It wasn't that. I just didn't, didn't have no girlfriend. And so, but the conversation came off like I was doing something wrong. And so my attention turned in that direction. Shoot, I gotta have a girlfriend. So then I started, you know, watching movies on how to talk to girls. I didn't know how to talk to girls. Richard Gere, American Gigolo. Oh, this is, this is, oh, oh, okay. Okay, so now it's everything, watching people, how they move. How you approach? This is how it's done. <laughs> so I, I studied, and I became very good at it. I became very good. You asked Pastor Lori right there the smooth lines I put on her when I met her, <laughs> right? Uh, am I telling? Am I lying though? No, I'm not. Right? Listen, I had just totaled out my brand new car. My grandfather gave me a uh, uh, man. This car was 20 years old, Delta 88, no AC. Nothing. Big glider. Boat. You know what I mean? And uh, that's what I was driving, right? So we, we was at this party, and I had I, I saw her when we was in school. I always thought she was like drop-dead gorgeous. I'm like, this girl, this this bad girl right here. So then I pulled up at the party, and it was at uh, Olivia's aunt's house. And so Olivia was two at the time. So then we, we I go inside, and I'm going inside of the party. Pastor, you went to the party? Yeah, yeah. I, I went always in church. I wasn't always in church. Some of y'all still going to these parties and you're in church. That's the problem. Okay. So I went inside. I went inside. And, and, and so when you're going through the hallway, a little tight apartment, shouldn't have had all the people in there. Miss Twilight, too many people in the apartment, right? So I walked through the hallway and right there to the right, she's there doing her makeup and hair in the, in the mirror. And I said, oh, that's that girl. Oh, my God. So then I had two girls with me that were friends of mine. They were very pretty girls. And, and so I said, you know what? She's going to think one of these girls is my girlfriend. And I, I like pulled almost a U-turn. Like, we, I got to take y'all home. All right? <laughs> and so uh, we went home, and I came back. And by the time I came back, the party was ended. And she was there at the top of the stairs. It was like a, a Hallmark romance movie, you know? <laughs> and I, the glow was all on the staircase. <laughs> and so the friend, she says, uh, she says Levi, did, did you forget something? I said, yeah, I forgot her. That's the first word I ever said to her. And so uh melted her heart, and that's why she's sitting there today. <laughs> right? And so, but no, but but you're, so you're trained for these things. Right? So then at a certain point, I, I tell young men this all the time, but before they get married, I say, man, listen, I say, I very strongly speak to them, I say, man, listen, you got to deal with this right now, chief. I said, because once you get married, you're not going to be able to just switch this off. You think you are, but it don't turn off like that. You have created a habit, uh, other, otherwise known in the kingdom of God as a stronghold. You've made a stronghold. You have had a habit 
of dating many women and not knowing how to have a proper relationship with women. You've made that happen. People, people, you don't, listen, this is like a drug addiction or alcohol addiction. Yeah. It's the same thing. And it can be a man, it can be a woman. That's why you don't want to ever start the habit. Right? So what, but what happens is whatever your habit may be, if it's, if it's drugs, if it's alcohol, whatever it is, there are people that serve God for a number of years that, that were delivered from alcohol. You have to continue to resist whatever the beast is. You got to keep your head, foot on his head. Because it wants to come back out. When you quit resisting, right? That's when, then it gets exposed to everybody else. What you had going on, so it's not something new, it's just you quit resisting and it got exposed. And the bad thing is that it is not so much that it got exposed to everybody else, it's, it messed your life up because you quit resisting. This is the key to everything. The person who, the, the, listen, people who have these, I remember there was, there was one preacher got too big too fast, too big too fast. And uh, 10,000 member church at a place, he could preach real good. Right? Preachers that's in the room, it don't matter how good you preach. It don't matter if everybody clapped you a million times how you preach. Man, you gotta have some integrity in your heart. You got, and that, that, listen, the integrity comes from spending some time at the bottom. Right? Spending some time at the bottom and saying it's got to be all about God and not about me. And you got to have people in your circle, right? That you can serve and that you allow to, to speak into your life. People you trust. Amen? That, that, that love you ain't got your best interest at, at heart. You can't be the king. Right? You got to have some people around you that you allow to, to, to see into you and, and get in your business or whatever. That's a safety zone. Right? But this guy, they found him dead in the hotel. Overdosed on cocaine. And this is a TBN preacher. I'm talking about a big, big preacher as far as everybody he's going preach good. Let me tell you something, it don't matter what you do good, that thing still live inside your basement. Yeah. That thing, that thing is looking at you saying, you fool. You think that because people are clapping at, for, uh, at, uh, for you because of that, that I'm not, I'm gonna die, that's not gonna kill me? I'm gonna come at you stronger because the higher you go, the lower I wanna bring you down. Yeah. Hmm. Resistance. Let me read the scripture for you. This is James chapter 4. Verse 7, it says, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. When I'm in a relationship or marriage, and, and this person again has not broken any biblical, what, what is the, the, the Bible says for a person uh, commits fornication, adultery, whatever on you? Hey, you got the right to walk out the door. Uh, the, uh, uh, the unbelieving person wants to walk off and leave you, you can take off. If somebody's beating you up, you don't need no scriptures for that. You need to get away from them. Okay? So none of that stuff's happening, right? It's just that, uh, you know, hey, look, I think that she is not hot as she was when she was in her 20s, which is totally not the case right here, right? I'm a girl's hot. I tell her it's the hottest 48 I know. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, you were 12. Hey, hey. Right? Tell her that all the time. But, but, but in your relationship, if you feel like whatever it is, and that's, a lot of times that's what it is. And, and I, I tell the girls all the time, I tell the girls in the restaurant, we'll be having a real conversation. I say, listen, uh, you know, why do you think it is that when uh, two people split up, 
right? And if one of them's overweight, they go down and they say, I'm going to get surgery. I'm going to do this. Why you, didn't, why you didn't get the surgery when y'all was married? Because if you shoot, you shoot straight for the surgery, that means you, you knew you was overweight. Huh, right or wrong? You knew it while you was married, but it wasn't good enough for you to do for them. Ouch. So you're going to make it right for somebody else. You knew what was going on. Right? And so, so people get to that point for whatever reason, they're going to split up this, that, and the other. I, listen, I don't care if, and, and God forgive, Pastor Lori, you know, uh, teeth start turning green, you know, and she turning, what's the trick name, what they call? <laughs> ogre. If Pastor Lori start looking like an ogre, that's not in the Bible that say I can take off on her. If she come in here looking like Shrek, twin sister, I can't, Russell, that don't tell me I can leave. Shrekness is not grounds for biblical divorce. Right? And so if that, that, I still got to get in front of God. Now, I feel like I could make a pretty good argument. Daddy, when you gave it to me, this is how she looks. She looks like Shrek now. If, if, okay, okay, then you got to give me grace to stay. All right, you need to make me look like Shrek too. Then we can be happy to go. All right, but 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 again, whatever the issue is, you have to go to the Lord and you have to get past God. God's not going to tell you you can go. That's right. He's not going to tell you that. He, you got to get past God. You got to go to God and say, God, you know, uh, listen, this, that, and the other. He ain't going to tell you nothing. But what you know, God going to quote the scripture to you. That's what he's going to tell you. I hate divorce. What, what I put together, I don't want you to, to put us under. Yeah. Now, I want you to understand something. If you've been through a divorce, God don't have no target on you. He don't hate you. That's why my prayers ain't getting answered. I got a divorce. No, listen, you've been through it. Let's pick it up and go from here. Amen. All right? Some people take that as a license. The pastor just said, I can leave you. Because <laughs> he said, God will forgive me. Wait till we get out of this church. <laughs> I want to sit you down at the table and I got to have a talk with you, right? Now, that's not what I'm saying, okay? That's not what I'm saying. Don't you, I know people use that as an excuse, man, and left their spouse. When we stop resisting, when we stop resisting, that's when the problems come in. That's when marriages get destroyed. That's when businesses get destroyed. That's when ministries get destroyed. When you stop resisting. Relationships with God get destroyed when you stop resisting. You have to resist. Listen, it's not because you ain't came this far because you're a good person. You came this far because you resisted being a bad one. Amen? Amen? That's why why you came this far. Listen, everybody think you're good. They think the pastor. Pastor, he's a good dude. Now, the pastor resists. You know? And there's something, there's a a, a place of maturity. I tell people, sometimes when people get into... uh, uh, extramarital affairs and stuff like that. It, not only is it uh, uh, against the Bible and unspiritual, it's immature. Yeah. It's flat out immature. I don't have to get spiritual with you. It's immature. Right? Nah, now, you, you know, here we done built a home and life. We got kids. I got, how old, how old, how old you know? 28. I got two 28-year-old kids. I got a other boy teetering 25 somewhere in there. I don't know how old the boy is. And then I got another boy, 22, and I got, you know, maybe 10 grandkids. I lost count. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's immature. Well, where, where's Pop-Pop at? He used to live with Oma. He don't stay at Oma's house no more. Well, what happened? Now, she all trying to explain why Pop-Pop don't stay at Oma's house no more. 
And I got to tell my kids, my grown kids, everything I done told them not to do. All the people I done preached to over the years, I got to come back and talk to them. It's just not mature. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, sister, you're fine. Yeah, I give you that. And you caught me, you know, how long have we been married? I know, 25 years maybe? Okay. So if you caught me 26 years ago, we might have, could have done something. But you're 25 years too late with your fine self. Keep it moving. <laughs> Move it. Keep it moving. Listen, let's tell the truth, shame the devil. You act like you don't go through this. Married people go through Just because you get married, you go into the ministry, that don't make the opposite sex not be attractive. But you know what? I'm a, I'm a man of God, and boy, I'm a Christian. Keep it moving. I'm not going to get caught up and lose my whole life because you're cute. Yeah, I like your dress, but keep it moving. <laughs> and for some people, that's enough. Oh, no. They told me I look nice today. <laughs> They said, I smell good. I saw the way they look at me when I walk across the room. I look at them too. <laughs> well, see, you messing up. Ain't you messing up? Because you got these vows that you made with this person here and God that you will keep only to them. I will hold on. Come here, come here, come here, girlfriend. <laughs> I will hold only to them. Yes. Right? So that's the thing, you know, Pastor Lori got a good catch. <laughs> you know, and it, you know, I know she don't want to lose what she got, right? She don't want to lose what she got. For me, I have to keep control of myself, you know what I mean? I love you, baby. I love you, too. That's my girl right there, boy. But, I, but I, and I'm going to tell you something. <clears throat> 25 years, it's a shame, baby. We got to figure it out. They're setting a bad example that neither one of us have an exact year. Is it 26? Okay. 26 years we've been married around year, well, year five, year 10, year 15. Seems like it come every five years. Man, we don't know if we're going to make it the next five years. Every five years or so. And then, you know, after we hit that 20, it's almost like, well, yeah, this came five years ago. But let's just keep on going because it'll, <laughs> it'll pass. Amen. Let's just keep on going. Right. And so I'm thankful now. Man, I, I, man, I, when I see Pastor Lori now, I see me. I don't, cause I don't see myself. I've seen her more in 26 years than I've ever seen myself. She's what I see. Do she got flaws on, in all seriousness? Yes, she do. Right? But, but God made me to be her man. I can deal with him. Right? That's my girl. And so her flaws to me, it's like, that's just who she is. It don't make no difference. It's who she is. Whatever, whatever, whatever. That's who she is. That's who, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in it. We, we, this, this, yeah, yeah. It irritates me, but, but, but what else? That's, what else? Amen? And, and because I have resisted and because I continue to resist, resenting my wife or whatever she may do or this or that or the other. Yeah, sometimes we both get mad at each other, but you know, we keep it moving. We keep it moving. When you stop resisting, that's when the house comes trembling down. When you stop resisting in your relationship with God, that's when everything gonna come tumbling down. Man, it's sad when you catch a man. I catch a man that I, I've looked up to that served God for thirty years, and that brother there walk away from God and tell me I don't even know if it's a God. No. What? What did you just say? That man didn't resist something. That man didn't resist. We all human beings that have to live out our time on this earth, we're going to be tempted by things. 
But you have to resist. You have to resist. Submit yourself. Everybody say this with me. Say, submit yourself to God. And resist the devil. Say it again. Submit myself to God. And resist the devil. I mean, I'm going to submit myself to God. I'm going to submit myself to God. Good students, y'all just hold on. Though. <laughs> I'm going to submit myself to God and what God asked me to do as it pertains to my marriage. What does the word say about my marriage? You, he gave it to me. Bone, what did Adam say? This is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Oh, you didn't eat that apple? You ate that fruit, whatever it was, fig tree, whatever you ate? You did that? Give me a piece. We ain't going to be able to be together like this if I don't eat too. Because you're different from me now. Now, that don't mean you go off and sin with your spouse. Right? But that was, the, that was the, his commitment to his unity in that situation. Hey, we can't go forward like this. Ain't it? It's broken now. Right? And so you, you committed. I'm committed to her because of what the word says. I told my wife, I remember I used to tell my wife that and she used to get upset. I said, hey man, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to stay with you and love you because God said so. If it was up to me, my bags would be packed. <laughs> and whatever belongings that I have, I, we would be going down the road. Right? In some cases I told her, she didn't like that when I used to tell her that. I said, you, you should love that because you got security. <laughs> as long as I'm good with God, then you got me. You can wake up with a big smile on your face every morning. Spouse sometimes want the person to say, you know, I'm going to be with you because I... Now, you want your person to be with you because they love God. Yes, sir. Right? Because when, when the person start acting stupid, God will stand up and say, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Let's talk this over. Amen. Hey, I ain't getting enough amen from my married folks in here. Some of y'all trying to hide in here. Right? Some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly what I'm talking about. But that's the way it is. So my relationship with God is tight. I'm going to do things the way God wants me to do. We cannot, the Bible says another scripture, here it goes. Do not grow weary in well-doing. Do not, that's, why do you think God wrote that in the Bible? You think we ought to know that? He told you don't grow weary in doing good. Because people grow weary of doing good. So he said don't do it. Do what I tell you to do. Listen, I asked God, I said, God, why come some men, they can't go all the way with you till they die? I said, I want to go all the way with you till they die. He said, some they get tired of resisting, and I can't use them no more. I said, oh, no, I want to go all the way. I don't ever want to be unusable. I want to go the whole way. If you want to go the whole way with God, you have to remain usable. Remaining usable means that you must continue to resist. It's not enough for you to say, I've resisted for 30 years. I ain't doing it no more. Because you don't get no blessing for that. Only thing you do is let the beast out the cage. Let me tell you something. The place for the beast is in the cage. Not in the driver's seat. The place for the beast is in the cage. Not in the driver's seat. You put the beast in the driver's seat, he gonna gonna drive you into a wreck. Amen? The place for the beast is in the cage. It's not in the driver's seat. Amen. Did you get something out of this this morning? I can keep talking, but but I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Amen. I so love it when God shares something with me.